Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 80 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Rebecca Barnshog, the owner of YOLO Insights. YOLO Insights has perfected the art of hiring the right people. Rebecca developed this process because every hire is critical and hiring the wrong people costs too much. Realizing there had to be a better way, she created a signature process that every business can use no matter what size. We talk about how to stay focused, how to recognize passion, and of course, the YOLO principle. We also chat about when she recognized that she had a love for the game of business and how she escaped corporate America. You want to hear this conversation. But before we dig in, here's a short message from our sponsors. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, Credit Line One is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. Credit Line One offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal, or real estate needs. Head over to creditlineone.com slash enow to get started. That's creditlineone.com slash enow. One of the most important things to my podcast is mobility, being able to record my interviews and conversations in multiple locations, no matter where I am. And Regis is the world's leader in all inclusive, flexible office space. They allow me to be able to connect and have conversations that leave lasting impressions from mailboxes to full time offices starting under $50 a month. Go ahead and give them a call at 1-800-OFFICES to discover how one of their 3,000 plus locations can support and enhance your business. Go ahead and get started today. Call 1-800-OFFICES. All right, Rebecca, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Awesome. Awesome. First of all, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super excited to uh, pick your brain and drag out all of that knowledge and wisdom uh, that you have and share that with my listeners. Um, One of the things that I always like to ask right off the bat is for you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, you're free to go all the way back to the day you were born or you can start current day. Tell us about yourself. 
Okay. Well, if you want to go all the way back to the day I was born, my mother, I was the second child. So she figured she had plenty of time and I was overly anxious, I guess, to get into the world. So it almost came down to, I was almost born on the sidewalk in front of the hospital because she waited too long to call my father, tell him to come home from work and take her to the hospital. So I have been that overachiever, I think, since day one. I was anxious to make my mark in the world and, and get started. I live currently in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area with my husband, and we love to travel the beach, the mountains, uh, cities, countryside. It doesn't matter. We just love exploring. We also love wine, which um, can be a very expensive habit, <laughs> So, <laughs> but it, it keeps us having fun and enjoying life and um, other Things that I love to do are just connecting with people and helping them achieve their goals. If you had to say one thing that you do best, what would that be? What's your superpower? My superpower is probably being able to listen to someone and show them possibilities, things that they hadn't considered before, and to look outside of that box that people tend to put themselves in because that's their perspective. And I can kind of help them see the, the broader perspective out there and other possibilities that they might not even consider because either they don't know about them or because they um, think that they won't work for them for whatever reason. So just really helping people see possibilities. One of the things that we talk about a lot on the show is mindsets. Um, take us through your mindset and how you overcome challenges. Oh, my mind is messy. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be more on the creative side. So there's always like 5,000 different ideas running around in my head. And, and um, sometimes it feels like, you know, you have like 1500 browser tabs open all at once. So it can, it can be challenging to kind of corral all of that energy and that creativity and focus it in on doing what I need to do. So gosh, mindset is like so broad, but I think, you know, for me, the, the most important mindset is to do things that I enjoy doing, things that I love, and to maintain that positive aspect of everything, to always look for the positives and no matter what the situation is, whether it's a flat tire on a road trip that was unexpected and dealing with that, um, you know, the, the, the positive in that I found was, you know, instead of getting upset and, you know, yelling or cursing or worse, I was like, well, it happened for a reason. And, and, you know, we needed to step back, slow down and, you know, kind of refocus and, you know, the outcome could have been worse than a flat tire. So, but always just finding that positive and that silver lining. Yeah, I heard, of, I heard a good quote once that says, uh, life doesn't do anything to you. It does things for you. I think that's, I that. um, that's amazingly powerful when you think about, um, what that's saying. So, um, I think that's what I hear you saying when, when you say, well, you know, everything happens for a reason and trying to, to find the positive, uh, out of every yeah. situation. You mentioned that you, your mind is like having many browsers open <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> how do you, how do you focus? I would venture to say that that's an issue that a lot of entrepreneurs have, right? Because our minds are mm -hmm. always going. How right. have you been able to uh, 
um, to open one tab and focus on that long enough to to get things done? I think for me, the most helpful thing is a tech tool. It's a, a timer. So I can track what I'm spending my time on. And it's like building that habit, that muscle. So I use that timer to keep me focused. And when I want to switch gears, and I really shouldn't, it also, because that timer is running, it forces me to go and switch the timer too. So it becomes a very conscious act instead of just that scattered all over the place that can happen. And the other thing I do is every morning, um, you know, I've built the habit of I list the top three things that I absolutely must accomplish in that day. And I work on those first and I use that timer um, to be able to track that I'm, I'm focusing on those top three tasks that I need to absolutely get done that day. And sometimes there's more than three. Sometimes there might only be, you know, one or two, but every day I have that list of committed tasks that I promise myself I'm going to get through no matter what. There are a couple of different schools of thoughts on this. Some people say that when you're passionate about something, you should pursue it no matter what. Some people say, well, passion does not always mean that that is going to be something that you can make a living at or make money at. Tell us where you are on that spectrum. And because <laughs> you mentioned that, you know, to do things that you enjoy, right? And to look for the mm -hmm. positive. So right. give us a sense of where, where Rebecca is on, on that spectrum and your thoughts on passion, pursuing passions and turning your passions in, into um, a living. Well, for me in my business, I focus on helping small small businesses, that's my passion, is that small business owner, helping them succeed to be efficient, effective, and profitable. And what I was able to do is turn that passion into a business doing what I love. And when I look back through my life, there are all these little Easter eggs planted throughout my life that this is what I should be doing. And I worked in corporate America, and I had a number of different positions and you know, I was never a hundred percent satisfied and I would like them for a while and the challenge would be gone. And then I would move on to the next thing. And, and it took me a while to get to this point where I realized that my passion was really connecting small businesses with the people they need to help them move their business forward. Because for me, it was just heartbreaking, um, interacting with these small business owners and listening to their struggles. And most of their struggles were traced back to not being able to find and hire the right people, the people they needed. And because of that, I actually wrote a book, which was fun because I also love to write. And so I was able to meld those two passions that helping small businesses, my knowledge of HR and recruiting, and my love of writing into one project, which was the book called, it's called the YOLO principle. And YOLO, as you know, sounds stands for you only live once. And I firmly believe, and I tell my clients this all the time, that life is too short to work with jerks. So... <laughs> If you work with jerks, you suck the life and the passion out of what you do. And, and every small business owner, every entrepreneur went into business because they wanted to do something they loved or had a passion for. So sometimes, you know, working in your passion can have pain points. You know, there's no getting around that. You know, business isn't all sunshine and rainbows. But, you know, if at the end of the day, you can look back on it and despite those pain points, say, I touched somebody's life today, I made somebody's 
day brighter because of something I was able to contribute, that I was able to help them transform from a point of pain to not being in that pain anymore, then I feel like that that fulfilled my passion and my mission. Now, I have a couple of questions for you. So the first question is, when did you know that you had the love love for the game of business? And the second part to that question, how did you escape corporate America? Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I think I always knew it was there. Even growing up, I was like, I would always look at things and I'd be like, oh, you could do that better. You could do this better. I was always filled with these ideas. And when I graduated from high school, I took a very long and um, kind of a varied path through my career. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated from high school. So I didn't go to college right away. I didn't take that traditional path. I actually went to work for the FBI, believe it or not. And I worked for, um, for them for about two and a half years. I was a clerk stenographer. And many people today probably don't even know what a stenographer is, but it's shorthand in those squiggly little lines. It's like another language. And I did that for a while and just knew that that wasn't the life I wanted, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I started taking classes. Uh, eventually, it took me 10 years, but I got a bachelor's degree in business administration, tried a number of different uh, fields, industries, finance, legal, um, all sorts of things, and realized throughout that that my area of expertise and what I loved most and what really energized me was dealing with the people aspects of the business. So I went back to school again and got a master's in HR and from there moved up through, um, you know, the executive ranks in corporate America and really felt stifled there. Like there was always some roadblock, some bureaucratic thing that got in the way of allowing people to be creative, to be innovative, to be flexible and work in different ways. And where I saw the most opportunity to be innovative, to be creative, to be flexible was in that small business realm. And it, the funny thing is you asked what helped me escape corporate America. It was a blizzard. <laughs> it was <laughs> the blizzard of 2010 uh, just pushed me over the edge. And I was like, I cannot deal with snow. I cannot deal with this corporate life, the commute, the traffic. I was living in Washington, D.C. area at the time. And I was like, this is it. I'm done. Um, so I said to my husband, we need to sell our house and we move, need to move to the beach. And that's what we did. Six months later, we were living at the beach in, in South Carolina. And I took a look around at the employment market and jobs available. And I said, you know, this is the perfect time for me to just start my own business. It's a whole new chapter in my life. And I can work at what I love, doing what I love. And because of my years in corporate America, I had that financial cushion that allowed me to get through the startup phase of my business and take it from, you know, that tiny little startup to a successful and scalable business. You mentioned that life or uh, business is not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> um, <laughs> talk a little bit about that. Sort of when you started some of the ups and some of the downs to where you are today and, and give us a little, um, a, a couple of nuggets that'll help us to uh, overcome those challenges that we might see. Sure. I think for me, 
I was an expert in what I did. So I went into this with those rose colored glasses thinking, you know, I was successful in corporate America. So it was just going to be a breeze for me to be successful as an entrepreneur. But what I didn't realize is that I had to learn a whole new skill set that I hadn't been exposed to before. When you're responsible for bringing in the revenue and building a pipeline of clients, it's much different than when you work for a corporation and other people are responsible for that aspect of it. So I think my biggest awakening was that, you know, business development is hard work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And while I had a large network of colleagues and associates, now I was in a different role. I was pitching to them. They were prospects. They were potential sales. And that shift in how you dealt with that relationship was a tough one to to deal with. And I think a lot of people hate to sell. And so they don't have that clarity around what their message should be and how to use it effectively. So I think if I were to give advice to someone just starting out with an idea, it would be to really get that, uh, a coach, take a class, do something to understand how to transform what you want to do and your skill set into that more of a, a sales mindset. And one of the things that took me a while to learn is that it doesn't have to be, you know, hard sell, used car, timeshare sales kind of tactics. You know, for me, it was more about nurturing the relationships and educating people on the things that I could do and why they might need it. Because a lot of times people, especially in the recruiting field, they'll they feel like recruiters are overpriced. They're not worth the money. Um, you know, they're just in it for, you know, the big fee at the end of the day. But in reality, if you have never recruited before, or you had an HR department in corporate who did all the back end work for you, it's hard work. And it, and you don't always know what you don't know. And just navigating through those aspects of it educating people on what goes on behind the scenes, how to ask the right questions in an interview, how to understand whether you got a real answer or an answer a candidate researched on the internet, um, those kinds of things. So when you can educate people, that's really a form of selling. So I think that would be, I think my number one tip is to really think about how you can position your sales efforts around education and then the the sales organically come to you. And I'm at a point now where my clients just refer me like crazy. So I don't have to do as much um, of that outreach as I used to. I still do it because you never need, you just always have to be meeting people and, and building those relationships. But it's been a, a long process, probably about seven years to get to this point. And had I realized that earlier, I probably could have cut that time frame in half. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. There are tons of similarities between athletes and business owners. There are keys to success, ways to separate yourself from the competition, and definitely ways to measure success. The greatest athletes in the world have a coach. Someone to help them identify blind spots, to hold them accountable, and to give them honest feedback on their performance. 
Business owners are no exception. Every business owner, entrepreneur needs a coach, someone who can help maximize your performance and grow your business. That's what we do here at Enterprise Now. We help launch, grow, and maximize your business. To learn more, please visit us at enterprise-now.biz or give us a call at 866-610-1806. We look forward to talking with you. Let's talk about your biz a little bit. What did, what what do you do? Okay. Well, in case you haven't gotten it from previous answers, I I recruit. I I really work. I call myself a serial connector of small businesses with their ideal employees. And so what that really means is I work primarily with organizations who want to end that struggle to hire the right people so that they can have a business that's efficient, effective, profitable and and not painful, that they can really live their passion and their dream. And I do that through a lot of in-depth work with them. I do the full cycle of recruiting, but I also do some specialty things that other recruiters don't do. I will help an employer write a job description. I'll help them really dive in and, and be intentional about the questions they ask in an interview, but also help them figure out what kind of an employee they need. And in my book, The YOLO Principle, I I use a great example of a woman who has a spa and couldn't keep a receptionist. And she kept having high turnover in that position, was costing her a lot of money. And when we started talking about the position, she would say to me, I can't get this person to say, do you want to add on a service? It's just one phrase. Why won't they ask it? It's because they weren't a sales-oriented person. They were more administrative. So when we flip that job around to find someone who had kind of that sales mindset, we were able to help her find the person that she needed to ask that question. And we just did some basic math. Like if you could have someone in that position who would sell, say, a $25 service to 25% of your clients, we figured out that her revenue would increase by about $136,000 a year. And in a small business, that's a huge number. You know, that's a six-figure amount based on one position, a receptionist, and one simple question, would you like to add an extra service and whatever that extra service would be? So it made a phenomenal difference in her business. So she went from a struggle to meet payroll to being able to go to sleep at night without worrying about financial problems. So it was a really cool way for me to connect those people together. And that's my passion. So I helped not only my passion, but I helped my client live their passion as well. So for me, that was just the win-win. Talk a little bit about how important it is to have the right people and on the back end of that, how, how devastating or damaging it is when you hire the wrong people. Oh yeah. I see that far too often. You know, when you have the wrong people and on my website, I have a little calculator that you can use to figure out how much that really costs for your particular business. But when you factor in things like the cost of retraining people, the cost of your time, or your employees' time filling in or redoing work or correcting mistakes, those kinds of things, that number can get large. Your time to interview, your advertising costs every time you have to post a job, um, 
morale issues because we've all worked with that person who doesn't pull their weight and think of all the time you spend grumbling about having to do someone else's work. Then, you know, you have the overtime costs. If you have to pay someone money to stay late to do something, somebody else dropped the ball on. All of those costs add up and they can actually bankrupt a business. I um, actually have talked to a number of small business owners who said, you know, this employee cost me so much money. I can't even believe it. I'm like practically in bankruptcy because of it. On the other hand, if you get the right person, like my client who finally understood that shift in perspective from receptionist admin to sales orientation, I mean, look at, you know, one small question generated over $100,000 of revenue in a year. So things like that are huge. When you get someone on board who believes in your business the same way you do, it's just magical. And, and the growth potential is just phenomenal. So let's talk a little bit more about your book. Um, you mentioned it before, but um, give us a little bit of the guts a little bit. What's the, what's the book all about? Okay. The book is really that foundation. What I, what I really found as I was doing my education and my relationship sales and marketing is there were so many small businesses out there who would love to hire me but they couldn't afford to pay me and I can't afford to work for free. So, so we had this disconnect and I wrote the book to help that small business owner who needed a foundation, who needed that education piece, but didn't have the financial capacity at this point to be able to hire me. So with the book, I give them that foundation. I give them the tools that they need to get started. So they won't be perfect but they'll definitely be better and they'll have a, a global perspective of why certain things are necessary and, and how to identify who their ideal employee is, what questions to ask. They get a ton of um, case studies uh, and appendix that's filled with worksheets and questionnaires and things that they can use and adapt in their company. But also they get a book that's easy to read. It's filled with humor it's got some really bad rhyming poetry in it that lightens things up. But I found that those are the kinds of fun things that make the ideas stick. Like you don't easily forget them. And I've had a couple of small businesses who've, who've used the book and told me that they wish they had had that 10 years ago. And one of my, um, early readers had told me that she saved in the first week alone after reading the book, she saved a whole $33,000 because she knew who not to hire. And she said no to those people as opposed to in the past when she would have hired them and wasted a lot of time and money and, and then ultimately had to let them go, which is, is heartbreaking too, both for the business owner and the employee who's now out of a job. We've, we've learned a lot about you, what you like to do, how you've uh, become successful. What are some of your keys to success? I think the the key really is to have a plan. You need that roadmap because if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? I think that's a line out of Alice in Wonderland in the Cheshire Cat. You know, it's one of my <laughs> my favorites. Um, I never can remember the exact quote, but it's kind of words to live by. Like you need to know where you're going. Um, otherwise, how will you know when you get there? So have that plan. Know what you want to do, um, know who you want to serve. And to go back to your earlier comment about the passion in your work, 
is a lot of people think that their passion won't make them money. But I think if you can have that open mind, be creative, be innovative, I think most of us have a business inside of us that is our passion that we can share with the world and and make money. And just being able to look at that passion in a way that it's like, how can what I love serve someone else? And, you know, that combined with a, a solid plan to make it happen, I think are the, the main keys to being successful. Now, this might be a redundant question, but if you had to give a um, an actionable tip for business owners uh, and entrepreneurs that they can implement today, what would it be? Oh, I'm going to be self-serving and say, buy my book (laughs) and implement one thing and start saving money. (laughs) Hire those people that you need and stop hiring the lazy Larry and the drama Debbie and (laughs) those kinds of people. (laughs) Rebecca, we've come to the um, the end of our conversation. I've had a blast. I've pulled out some um, some really important uh, golden nuggets here. So thank you for sharing your um, your wisdom and your your knowledge with us. Do you want to um, shoot out your contact information where people can reach out to you and or buy your 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 book? Sure. The book is available for purchase on the yoloprinciple.com. And they can reach out to me. They can connect with me on my website, which is yoloinsights.com or my email, which is easy to remember, Rebecca at yoloinsights.com. And uh, really hope to connect with some of your listeners. It's been a great time for me as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Rebecca. Enterprisers. Don't forget to go out to Rebecca's uh, website, buy her book, support her. Um, hiring the right people is so important. I don't, I don't think we can state that enough. So beef up your, um, your, your knowledge and your education in that area if you have not already done so. So, um, so thanks again, guys, for, for listening. We would not be able to do what we do without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will talk with you guys next week. Seems everyone is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.